Welcome to the Clone Saga Chronicles uh, 2.0 feed for, from SpideyDude.com. If you're listening to one of these older episodes, you'll hear references to our Podomatic website and a voicemail number, which is now defunct. So if you're a new listener who just found this uh, podcast, pay no mind to the links that we give out, like CloneSagaChronicles.Podomatic.com or a voicemail number. Enjoy this classic episode of Clone Saga Chronicles. Whoa! I don't think I even want to hear your story. All of you must hear the Scarlet Spider story. I thought I was that clone. I tried to stay out of Peter's life by taking on a new identity. I dyed my hair and changed my name to Ben Riley. When I became a costume hero, the Scarlet Spider really made him angry. Back, friends, the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast, powered by Spider.com. I'm your host, Zach Joyner. And joining me today is our usual panel, Josh Pertone, Gerard Delatour, and myself. Brandon DP is uh, unfortunately not here today, but uh, we'll have him back next time. Say hello, He's, guys. He's uh, in bed with clone hey. degeneration right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll say that. And uh, in this episode, we're going to do something a little different. Uh, the past few episodes, we've we've been going back from the beginning to the Clone Saga, but um, recently there's been some Clone Saga-related issues that have come out in the uh, Amazing Spider-Man universe, and those uh, reviews can be put, seen up on Spider.com. So this episode, we're going to actually which is up, which is actually up. Yes, it, it is online. You can go on there right now. Um, so it, it is it is func- it is functioning. We're going to review in this in this episode. We're going to review review five issues. Um, we're going to review the annual number thirty six. We're also going to uh, review Amazing Spider Man number six hundred eight through six ten. Web of Spider Man number one. Now, the annual and six hundred eight through six ten were part of the larger Who Was Ben Riley arc that ran through. Um, now, this last issue just came out last week, so six ten. Is still fresh on everybody's minds. I wanted to kind of get this 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 episode out instead of doing it at the end, simply because it's nice to do something different every once in a while. So uh, and because we're going to be doing it before a certain other podcast does it. Yeah, we're jumping the gun. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little disclaimer: in Web Number One, we're not going to review Spider Girl or the uh, other story. <laughs> there simply because Zach hates Spider Girl. Because I despise Spider Girl, not not because I despise Spider Girl, it's just that we want to keep this Clone Saga related, even though Spider Girl kind of Clone Saga related. Yeah, she is, but but we're just going to talk about the Kane story. And uh, all right, so I'm, I'm going to uh, we're going to do something a little, like I say, where this is the different episode, I suppose, because I'm going to be doing the rundown. Uh, and uh, starting off, we're going to do the uh, annual number thirty six, and uh, this particular issue has. Uh, Aunt May's engagement party. Now, 
her maiden name is Riley. That's where Ben Riley got the uh, name Ben Riley from, from his uncle's first name and his aunt's maiden name. Now, um, she's getting she's getting married to J. Jonah Jameson Sr., which would happen in Amazing Spider-Man number 600. Um, but there's somebody else that's tailing the Rileys who has a little bit of a heart on, on a certain Ben Riley. And Did you uh, say he has a little bit of a heart on? Yeah, I did. We're leaving that in there <laughs> because we can. Uh, he, this guy, basically, we have a character named Raptor that shows up and uh, fights Peter. This issue was written by Mark Guggenheim and uh, artwork by Pat Oleaf, I believe is how you say his last name. He used to be the uh, penciler on uh, Spider-Girl and uh, Untold, Untold Tales of Spider-Man. So he's well-known within uh, Spider-Man fans. Uh, a fairly offbeat issue because of the of the aspect of, of, of we meet a we meet the Rileys, which had never been seen before in this issue, uh, which are basically Peter's cousins on the other side of the family. Um, now, Bertoni, start us off with your thoughts. Oh, God. Well, what to say that hasn't been said by so many before when this issue came out. <laughs> First of all, Raptor. That's really all, Raptor. And as everyone else said, you know, the Rileys, really? Where were, I, I feel like I'm repeating what other people said. I'm so glad that Aunt May has her family and everything, but where have they been? Why are they showing their heads now? Like, okay, let's forget about the fact that they weren't there when she had her heart attacks and everything. Let's forget about that. What about her first two funerals? Well, I mean... No, no, don't try and defend it. There's no good defense. Uh, well, I mean, the, oh, no, they, they, they they were mad. They were able to forgive her for a wedding, but not for when they thought she was dead. You know, it, it could have been that 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 J. J. J., J., J. Jonah Jameson Sr. would have uh, just given some money. You know, maybe maybe yeah, they, maybe. maybe he maybe he gave him some a uh, sweetheart deal. You know. Now, when I saw the previews for this issue, this is what I thought because the story was called uh, "Who Is Ben Riley." Yes. Uh, so. What I thought was, okay, there's a reunion of the Rileys, and uh, the story's called Who is Ben Riley? I thought that it was going to like come up, like J. Jonah Jameson was going to be like, oh yeah, so Parker, yeah, which one of them is related to that cousin that you had hanging around a few years ago? Oh, we don't know who that is. Who's Ben Riley? And then Peter would kind of have to, and that's how this subject of Ben would come up. Because you know what? After Aunt May came back, I was always waiting for that, like when everyone was telling for someone to mention that cousin of Peter's that was hanging around with them with her last name for a while, and her to be like, I don't know what you're but, talking about. But remember, the mandate, the editorial mandate was, and they, exi they exist, folks. Don't let anybody fool you. The editorial mandate was, you do not mention the Clone Saga. I know, but now that they're mentioned now, I thought that that was how they're going to bring oh, it up. Oh, yeah, that, that would have been logical. I, yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. And, Gerard, Gerard, jump in. What do you think? No, I, I totally agree with him. I mean, we're... I mean, forget about even back when she was having her many heart attacks. I mean, she got shot recently, you know, back in black one more day. You know, and, and the whole point of those stories was that there was no one around to lend her financial support or anything like that while she was in the hospital. Wait, wait, wait. You're reading too much into this. <laughs> reading too much into it. No, no. Like it, 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 well, exactly. And what you got quickly give you give your grades and we'll, we'll expand on on why we did why why I don't, I don't think any of us thought this was a strong particularly strong issue 
Oh, and by the way, wow, forgetting the biggest thing, I love how most of the flashbacks to Ben Riley were splash oh, yeah. pages. And some yeah. of them were non-continuity splash pages, like the varying cover for Friendly Neighborhood. It's like, uh, I remember the time when Ben fought Dr. Octopus and the Green Goblin and a bunch of other people all at the same yeah, time. That, that, that. <laughs> well, okay. To Steve, and then the infamous boner. Oh, yeah, this, this was ridiculous. Okay, in the issue, in the annual, if you've got the annual in front of you, the scene that supposedly with the redhead and the guy that looks like Peter Parker is not... Peter Parker and Mary Jane. It actually is Ben Riley and Janine, his girlfriend, in the Lost Years miniseries. Complete goof up. Um, now they corrected this, I believe, a couple issues later. I believe it was uh, the arc before this one in the letters pages, uh, where they were supposed to have the the panel that was supposed to go in there, but. Um, Anyway, supposedly was supposed to go in there. Yeah, so, yeah, they're, they're covering <laughs> I the tracks. I, I think that was kind of a, oh crap, when uh, it was actually pointed out by our very very own Bertoni Beetle, and it was posted on the uh, Crawl Space front page as part of Spidey Memories. Thanks. I, I can't take credit for being the first person to have brought that up, though. No, you. So, so somebody else noticed it way before me. Yeah, I think it was noticed the day it came out, and then uh. Bertoni posted the actual page that it was ripped from. Now this, uh, uh, okay, number one, Guggenheim's from Boston, so which is where the issue takes place. So anybody that's talking is talking like in dialect, in a Boston dialect, which was okay. I found it quite hilarious though that everybody in Boston loves Spider-Man and everybody in New York hates Spider-Man. Yeah, me too. Uh, that 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 irony was just was just not lost on this fan. So I like that. That was a like. I liked Pat Elise artwork. I thought it was very strong. Uh, wasn't his best artwork, by, uh, but it was fairly strong. This kind of looked like um, my biggest problem. One of my bigger problems with the artwork in this issue was the inking. The inking uh, I didn't feel was very strong. Uh, Gerard, was it Lanning and Olaf that was doing his inking in this issue? Yeah, uh, I think Belief was the scratchier looking pages, though. Yeah, it was very wildly inconsistent, and and, and when <laughs> anchors are very underrated as to whether or not they make or break a, a, a artwork. But this was you, you could tell there was two different styles of inking in this issue. Um, so I felt like this was a little bit of a rush job. Now it's certainly. Um, Certainly not the Obama issue rush job where they had three weeks, and they had a three-week deadline um, before the issue went to print uh, to do the to do the uh, this book. But I, I just I just I felt like this was a little bit rushed. Um, the Rileys again, uh, where the hell have they been? I, and I, I've said this in the past, but as kind of a on a certain other podcast where I'm the Riley expert. Okay, so guys, what is your grade? <laughs> I'm going to say a C. It didn't grab me, but hey, you know, art was pretty good. I like the art, and uh, it was nice to see some old-school flashbacks, even though some of the flashbacks didn't make sense. Like, <laughs> remember the time when uh, Ben Riley was walking with that girl who I never met? <laughs> remember the time when Ben was in a variant cover of Friendly Neighborhood 1? Yeah. And, of course, Zach had his problem with the flashback because he said that Ben disrupted his life. 
<laughs> yeah, I had that problem. That was that annoyed the piss out of me. I, in fact, I said, "Didn't he like save your life a couple of times? How fucking ungrateful can you be, you creepy stalker loser?" Sorry. <laughs> Now, granted, though, if you had to simplify things, like, from Peter's perspective, I mean, Ben did, whether he helped him uh, disrupt his life a little bit. Yeah, but that, that, uh, I disagree with that shit. Hey, this was a big step for me. I just defended a, a, a modern Spider-Man story. Well, Ooh. Uh, Gerard, what's your grade? Oh, I'm going to go a little lower. I'll give this one a D. You know, after reading it uh, several times... Because I reviewed it twice, reviewed it for another podcast, and now I'm reading it again. I'm going to give this one a. I'm going to give this one a D minus. I'm going to give it the lowest grade because number one, Raptor is such a cheesy villain. The, the the opening scene with Ben Riley didn't grab me. Nothing grabbed me in this book. I, I didn't. I can give three shits less about about the Rileys. And what really annoyed me, what we have not mentioned yet, is Peter Parker flirting with his cousins. Now, I'm from the South. Uh oh. <laughs> and uh, uh, and you were jealous because you've never been able to flirt with your cousins. No, now we. This isn't the 1800s where we like to, you know, apparently be incestual, especially in Arkansas. But uh, th- that was just awful. I was like. This is this is why we got rid of Spider Man's marriage, so that he can he can hit on his cousins. That's awesome. This was this was just bonus. Oh no, this was just icing on the cake, right? So that so that's why he gets a D minus. Just bad writing all around. Bad writing it, and it, cousin loving. Yeah, it just gets worse and worse to you every time you look at it, huh? Yeah, it, I, it, yeah. I mean, I think I gave it a C. Um, the only reason it didn't get a full on F is because of the re- references to Ben Riley. I mean. Uh, the re look, I, I kind of grade things also on how well they can be reread and how they hold up. And if I find myself enjoying this issue more or find myself enjoying this issue less, this did nothing to make me enjoy. Even the the arc that's that's based on the around this annual did nothing to make the annual better. So actually, it just revealed that the first scene was kind of a cheat, but we'll get to that later, I guess. Yeah. So we've got we got the annual out of the way. Now let's get on to the uh, the first part of uh, who is who who was Ben Riley. I'm sorry. Anyway, let's get on to uh, Amazing Spider-Man number six oh eight. Came out in October of two thousand nine. The ver- the first. Let this be noted: the first issue of Amazing Spider-Man that's referenced Ben Riley since nineteen. 19- since the 1990s, since the last century, folks, it's been nearly, nearly, tw- uh, nearly ten years, over ten years since a, a direct reference was made in Amazing Spider-Man. In them. Amazing Spider-Man. In Amazing Spider-Man, there have been references made in, in some of these satellite titles, but not in Amazing Spider-Man. So, uh, okay, so let's let's start off with with. Uh, with the rundown of Amazing 608. 608 starts off with, uh, we kind of got a tease in the last arc to Raptor. Now, Raptor's been stalking Peter Parker slash Ben Riley to New York. So, um, after their encounter, Raptor still believes that Peter Parker is Ben Riley. Okay? 
So we got um, we got that going on. We got um, Peter Parker has recently got reacquainted with his longtime love, Mary Jane Watson, who uh, apparently uh, absolutely did she make an appearance in this arc? Wasn't she in? No. Um, no, I was about to say, wasn't she in the uh, com like the one where all three of them were together? And it's like I like rice and beans, but no, that wasn't this issue. <laughs> no, that was the that was a previous arc. That was a black that, that cat. Was, arc. That was the black cat. So no, no Mary Jane. No Mary Jane at all. Which is which is really stupid. I'm sorry, but Mary uh, Jane. Mary Jane. Okay, she was in her time dilation portal. Oh jeez. Time dilation portal. Okay. My time dilation accelerator. Yeah. The uh, the, the one thing I will say about this this arc, it had some really this this cover. I loved this cover, and the cover is of Raptor ripping an uh, image of Spider-Man in half, and one half is Ben Ben Riley's suit, and the other half is the classic Spider-Man suit. Um, it's gonna hurt the grading of his comic. Yeah, I know the, the CGC grading. Yeah. Yeah, because he it, ripped it. You don't want any rips or tears. Uh, this was also written by Mark Guggenheim, who wrote this entire arc. Um, Marco Cicchetto and Luke Ross did the, did the penciling. Now, Luke Ross, FYI, actually started, first started penciling Spider-Man during the Clone Saga. So this has got a Clone Saga connection to it. Uh, Marco Cicchetto uh, inked his own stuff while he on his pages. And Rick Magar... He did the uh, he did the inking for the Luke Ross pages. Now Luke Ross did all the Ben Riley scenes, and the present day scenes were done by Marco Cicchetto, which was really nice because sometimes when they do different artists in one issue, they just kind of throw them in there. And so there was actually some sort of rhyme or reason. Um, it it jumps between two time periods. Um, ben Riley has got uh, Damon Ryder is the character of Raptor before he's Raptor, and so we're getting we're starting to get the the backstory. As this goes along today. Now, present day, Spider-Man and a character called Screwball. Now, Screwball was introduced in the brand new day continuity by Dan Slott in the Paper Doll arc. And she's kind of been popping in and out. She's a... She's a... She's a... Viral star. Yeah, internet viral star. Basically, an an internet uh, attention whore. So... Yeah, I mean that's what she is. She's just an attention whore, and uh, she's on Facebook and MySpace way too much. <laughs> um, and on the Spider-Man crawl space at yeah. SpideyDude.com. Yeah. Um, basically, Ryder is has been confronting is, is confronts Peter at Frontline, which is the replacement of the Daily Bugle because the Daily Bugle is no longer owned by J. Jonah Jameson. Um, this scene basically. At this point, um, writer Hans Urich, the editor-in-chief, uh, an article describing the burning in Portland, Oregon that occurred, which had Ben Riley involved. Okay, um, And they also have a police sketch of Ben Riley as a suspect. Urich starts pressing him on it. Peter doesn't want to talk about it. And there's one scene where you think that P- Peter's going to reveal what actually happened, but he doesn't. He wimps out. Um, the two good s- reason. with good reason, yeah. The the there's two art teams. The, the, like, like I already told you, and Chichetto does a really good job on the present day scenes. Uh, I don't necessarily like his Spider-Man eyes. 
I guess it's one pet peeve of me, and I didn't really like his Scarlet Spider image that he drew, but overall it was pretty pretty good. Um, I I know that that uh, I, I, well okay I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a I would give his artwork probably a C plus B minus grade, but Luke Ross. I didn't even – if it didn't say Luke Ross on the cover, I wouldn't recognize who was drawing because it does not fit his style that he had in the 90s whatsoever. It's completely different, much more photo – I would say more photorealistic. Uh, do you want to you agree with me or disagree with me, Gerard, because you're my artist expert here? Oh, yeah. When he, when he originally started back in, uh, I think, Spectacular Spider-Man at the end of the Clone Saga, uh, yeah. lot, it, it was a lot more cartoonish than this. Yes, uh, he, his uh, Luke Ross's first issue was actually Sensational Spider-Man number seven. It was kind of his his dry run, his trial run. Then they bumped him over to Spectacular. Now, try having having this assignment. You are going to Spectacular Spider-Man. You are succeeding the one artist that pretty much defined that title. I mean, he drew over two hundred issues of that title in Sal Buscema. Try having to fill those shoes. I, I feel I, you, you, you'd almost feel bad for the guy, uh, and try doing it mid arc. That was that was even the more fun part. So, Luke Ross, beautiful pencils. Uh, I loved his. I would rather him do the whole issue personally, uh, but I think he was working on X Men at the time. So, uh, we got a lot of flashbacks in this issue. Ben, we start seeing a relationship and a rapport between Ben and, and Ryder. Now, my the biggest complaint that I've read on uh, online and in different places was. Damon Ryder and Ben Riley look the exact same, except hair color. <laughs> Agree? Disagree, guys? Even then, it's hard to tell. And when you're dealing with the storyline about clones, <laughs> he, yeah, it's like, wait, so are we going to reveal that Ryder's a dinosaur clone of Ben Riley, <laughs> or a dinosaur clone of Peter? Yeah, that 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 would have been an interesting ending. Like Kane comes in, like in part. He's a clone. A clone mixed with dinosaur DNA. It was the Jackal's final plan. But okay. I thought that the Jackal's final plan was to shut up. Yeah. Okay. My, my biggest. Okay. So what? So what is your? What is your? What is your biggest complaint? And what's your biggest like? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um, my, well, my biggest like probably has to be the art. I mean, I thought it looked great. I mean, uh, I, I think I'm a lot higher on Chichetto than you are, but. Uh, I, I thought both sections of the story were great. It was good the way they des- they designed it around uh, one artist doing the flashback section, one artist doing the present day section, because that's been one issue I've had with the the series just recently. There's a lot of it's been a grab bag of artists uh, in a way that was just sort of randomized by page, and it it didn't help the story. But this was good that way. Uh, as far as bad, my biggest con, it's hard to choose between. Ben Urich being so just wildly out of character, or the Dino DNA thing, but I'll go for the Ben Urich because I don't know if I, if everybody is with me on this one. Um, so Ryder comes in and he slaps down this uh, the article or whatever, and he's saying that uh, you know Peter is actually Ben Riley and you know he burned down his house or whatever. And not only does Ben Urich take the hobo-looking guy's side of the story. Oh, but then he's a total jerk to Peter about it. Like, what, what, You would think guys have been friends for that long, he would trust Peter telling the truth, and maybe even would remember if Peter was away for, at Portland for a very, very long time back in the day, but whatever. Or remember that there was a person called Ben Riley. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that I think that was another kind of gripe with the uh, with the story was that there were certain parts like like the whole Ben Yurik doesn't remember who Ben Riley was. Didn't Ben didn't Ben Yurik interact with with Ben Riley? It just didn't make no sense. And, and not even to mention the fact that um, when Peter brings him photos of, of uh, Screwball, he's like, oh, I can't buy these. You know, she's an internet star or whatever. It's already online. And I'm kind of like, but isn't that true of anything that newspapers do? They're always behind now, right? But we be it internet, television. So what's the point of anything at that point? It's like, fold up your tent. You know, you got to report the stories that you get. It's gone viral. Yeah, it's whatever. I, I'm not buying that. It's baloney. Yeah, I'll agree with that aspect of 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 how you have a, a character who has been a stalwart. My biggest complaint about the issue, and I posted this online, and I've made rants about this. One of the hardest things to do when you're writing in any medium is exposition. Exposition is necessary, but you you know sometimes when you do it, it it's boring or whatever. Or you have to do it a certain way. And when you're doing exposition around a character who you have to educate the audience about, sometimes it's harder than others. And I understand every issue is everybody's first, but my God, can we do the exposition with Screwball in a different way? Every single time we see Screwball in a Spider-Man comic, like they basically give a whole exposition about like who she is and what's her motivation. Screwball, you're just doing this for the fans. Yeah, I have lots of fans. I'm not really in this for the money. I'm just an internet attention whore. Yup, you sure are. That just about covers everything. Yep, that's Screwball 101 for you. And they do it every single time she appears. And I understand every issue is somebody's first or whatever, but uh, that, the, 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 that bugged me. It really remember did. Back, remember back in the day when they used to have that gatefold? Where in the inside of yep. the gatefold, they, yep. would have, they would have little blurb entries for every character. Yeah. I feel like Screwball should just have one of those as like a disclaimer that you put on the first page of every story, like before the story starts. It, it's, it's almost like the writers were having to remind themselves of what they're who they're writing about. That's, all, that's what it sounds like to me. It's like, oh wait, oh, who's Screwball again? Oh yeah, she is the, the, the she does it for her fans. Blah blah blah. blah. Dude, serious. That was. That's one thing. I, I, yeah. you know, I, this is what frustrated me about Guggenheim. This, <laughs> this was his last arc, FYI. He was David, wildly inconsistent. To be fair, David Michelini did it too in the Revenge of the Spider Slayer arc. I totally remember a scene where he's where Spider Man sees Felicia. He's like Felicia Hardy, the Black Cat, my ex girlfriend. Felicia, I thought that you gave up. I thought that you gave up being a thief when you became a hero. I'm dating Flash Thompson, but I'm still in love with you. Okay, we just about covered everything. Yeah, or or like how sometimes on the on the Spider-Man anime, the animated series, the '90s series, where he's like, "I'm falling," and he's you can see him falling. I'm like, really? <laughs> and it's an I can't. I've lost my grip. I can't. And he's like sliding down the, <laughs> the sliding down the side of the building. I'm losing my grip. Oh God, I'm losing my grip. Uh, duh! No. It's not a radio show. We can see what. You're... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's not a radio show. We can see you. We love you, John Semper. Okay. Anyway, kidding. Uh, okay. And six oh eight. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. Let's be real. Uh, in various ways, yes. Thank you, John Semper. You inspired us in so many ways. Uh, um, okay. 
Now, there is a, and I almost forgot to mention this because this directly leads into the, into the next issue. Peter Parker, Kane, the very first interaction they've had since Kane died. Uh, you mean Ben died, right? No, right. no, no. Kane died in Maximum Clonage. Yes. This um, is... They didn't interact in Return of Kane. I totally don't remember. So Did not re- interact in Return of Kane and did not interact in Redemption. So, this is the uh, first time since 1994 that they've interacted. Okay. Uh, we have a big, big final splash page. Kane's got the, uh, Kane's got Peter in his grip. Uh, also, Michelle Gonzalez, Peter's crazy psychotic roommate. His or, future wife, I maintain. Oh, God. Um, and Damien Ryder. We have a little bit of a cliffhanger there. We immediately pick up 2608, where uh, Kane and Peter are going to duke are duking it out. Uh, start off. Stop to make a Kanye West joke. Yeah. <laughs> First in a warehouse and then in the streets. Uh, Kane's looking for for Ryder, who is who he believes can cure him of his clone degeneration, which is the disease that ravages clones, um, except in rare cases such as Ben Riley. Um, Even though he died of clone degeneration, yeah, he what? actually, he actually, he actually, yeah, don't don't get a start. We'll we'll debate that topic. Come Peter Parker, Spider Man number seventy five. In the past, um, we go back to the we cut to the past where Damon confronts uh, Ben about because there's di- okay. The whole concept of Raptor is a man that's injected with dinosaur DNA and he grows these really long tusks for fangs and he wants to bite people's necks. I mean. That's Morbius, right? Sorry, I got those. I got those two confused. Um, if Kevin was on the podcast, he could tell you. <laughs> yeah, Ben ties up ties up Damon, uh, gets a psychiatrist to come after him. Um, all of a sudden, we get another appearance from Screwball, challenging Spider-Man to a fight for ratings purposes because Spider-Man sells. I that's kind of a wink and a nod to the fact that Marvel makes more money off probably that one character. Of Spider-Man than any other character in their entire collection of characters. So, uh, and uh, we get some gratuitous TNA with Michelle. We get a little, um, we get a little bear doll that's apparently got ties to the story. Ben confronts Damon again, becomes to, who has become to transform. He because go, Ben goes to uh, Damon's house. Uh, ben or, or Kane starts lurking. And uh, the issue finally ends in the present where Peter's kind of stuck in a tough spot, uh, either reveal himself to, to because Damon Ryder has taken the Rileys hostage because the Rileys have been staying at uh, Aunt May's house, and Harry Osborne's been staying because he's kind of down in his luck. He's adopted the stupid, creepy loser mentality that Peter Parker had. So uh, the issue ends with, uh, with Peter possibly being forced to reveal his identity to Harry. Bertoni, you start us off this time. What's your like? Oh my god, oh my god. That cliffhanger at the end of 608. Raptor's gonna get Michelle. Oh my god. Oh, no resolution. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy just laughed. LOLs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You really just... just, uh, that, that, that LOLs just really brought down the podcast about five points. Not gonna oh, I'm not, I, I was talking like I think Michelle would or something. Oh my god, seriously? <laughs> oh, Peter! 
I, you know, I never imagined her voice like that, but now I'm going to. There you yeah. go. And by the way, that page of Raptor raptoring out at the end of 609 in the house. Ugh. Ugh. His face. <laughs> Just, ugh. And in the flashbacks, Raptor and uh, Ben... They fight too easily. They're just, like, having a discussion, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, looks like you swung at me. I'm going to fight. And then they're fighting. It's like, dude. Yeah. Just, you both need to chill out. I mean, Ben, you know, you're a little trigger-happy there. Well, he is, like, but, he is Peter Parker. He is Peter Parker. So, uh, I, you know, I, didn't have, I don't have a screwball rant this time around. They didn't do the whole explaining who she is, like, 101, like, the way that they did last time. So, um, that was better. Raptor's just, I don't know, that whole thing, like, at least have some resolution to the whole, like, cliffhanger. Because last time we saw Michelle, she was being, like, lunged at by Raptor. Like, nothing happened. He just kind of was like, oh, I better not Raptor out now, and I'm going to leave this photo to send a message to Peter. Yeah. So, likes the art and... Kane, who apparently, I mean, I guess, you know, when you want your clone degeneration stopped, you'll do anything, but his motivation's pretty much been to protect Peter at all costs. Yeah, it's kind of uh, changed now, but. Yeah, d- d- <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute, because we'll talk a little bit more about that next issue. Um, yeah. um, Gerard, what do you think? Uh, this one is, uh, uh, it's just going downhill. I mean, I kind of like the first one, it was okay, but this one is kind of eh. Um, I like the art and the fight scene at the beginning. That was actually kind of that was actually very cool uh, seeing Kane and, and tearing it up with Peter first inside of a warehouse and down to the street and stuff like that. That's a good dynamic fight scene. But um, the the what what's up with Kane's characterization? I mean, I, we'll hit it again next issue, but that bothered me a lot. Um, the, some more dopey logic, like uh, Peter just sort of lets Kane get away. While he's listening to Screwball at the in her closed circuit feed in the back of the taxi or whatever. Yeah. Uh, how, how, okay, first of all, how can you have a closed circuit feed in the back of a fucking taxi? Ho, ho, it's well, magic. It's, you don't have to explain it. Ah, oh, jeez, I knew that. Well, I don't know. I, I know how somebody how was going to say that in this podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Anyway, go ahead, Gerard. I was going to say I don't know about the rest of the country, but New York, we some taxis actually have like TV feeds in the back now. I guess that's yeah. That, that's our that's our tax dollars at work. That's awesome. <laughs> you know exactly. That's um, where, that's where Bloomberg's throwing all his money at. Okay, let's put some let's entertain people while we're sitting there eating nachos in the back of a taxi cab with an Arab, you know, that you can't say his name on his license, and we have TV because Americans are not fat enough because we don't sit in, we sit in front of the TV and eat nachos every day and podcast. Works. Oh wait, oh wait, this this is this is New York City. I forgot. This is New York City. They've banned all trans fat. I forgot because we're looking out for you, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> man, that was a mini rant right there in itself, man. Doctor uh, Cox. <laughs> I know. Okay, so getting on to six ten. Uh, you mentioned this in your review, uh, Gerard, but I, I'm going to agree with this. This guy, this book, six ten jumps around a lot. I mean, a lot. We, you know, at least with the there's been some lead-in within the last, uh, and I've got this one in front of me. Uh, so I've got it right here in my hands. Now, um, re- again, really strong artwork throughout this and, and some really good pages. Um, 
We got Raptor, who's got the gun pointed at Peter's head, and he's you kind of see a little bit of, of Peter Parker's um, multicolored long johns. Uh, we get another fight between Raptor, who has like the Jay Leno chin with uh, with tusks. Kane then jumps in with these crazy eyes. Now, um, <laughs> we get Ben in a choke, you know, being held up by 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 the throat by Kane, and then suddenly we got Peter being held up by his shirt by Kane. Kane suddenly joins the uh, joins the party. Um, Harry tries to uh, <laughs> he says, "What the hell is going on? Let him go, you long-haired freak!" And then Raptors. Uh, pistol whips him with the Uzi, which I think would be a little bit more unpleasant than being pistol whipped with a handgun. <laughs> uh, Kane catches on fire. The rest of the house catches on fire. Ben Riley runs out, da- looking for Damon. The kids and Laura are uh, are down on the ground, seemingly dead. We go back to the present day where. Um, <laughs> Aunt May's house is on fire again. Uh, then we have we go back to the opening scene almost, where Ben and Damon are confronting each other in the fire, and then suddenly, because we jump back over to the present day, Screwball jumps in. We get the and apparently, finally, something goes right. Screwball arrives practically right on schedule. Wow, I really couldn't time that better if I planned it. Wait a second, I did plan it. Oh, booyah. It's a booyah to the readers. What, what? And then, um, uh, you know, Raptor's, you know, shooting people with his Uzi, uh, which he probably got in the black market. Uh, Peter punches Kane, gets the cousins out of here. Harry runs. Peter stays. The party's just getting started. Aunt May, you know. Aunt May's living room gets opened up. Peter, as Spider-Man, makes an appearance. Starts fighting. Un- gets unmasked by Kane. Which uh, makes total still, sense. Yeah, and he still thinks that uh, Peter's a clone at this point. Riley! Yeah, we get that dramatic scene. and then Oh, yeah, because uh, he's like... You want to see why it's so confusing? Wait, what? Don't. I've always been curious why your enemies don't do one simple thing. Stay still. Look, Damon, I've got something to show you. Here. This face look familiar? No, i got to try to stick my skin to the mask. Great. This is going to go over like a fart in church. Riley! And then uh, Kane's like, No, you out of control fool. Riley's dead. Dead. He died years ago. This is his clone. But go ahead. Revenge against him is the next best thing. Scientists like yourself should know better than anyone. Whatever Riley's capable of, this guy is too. Riley. Well, wait a second. Are, aren't you a clone of Riley too? Oh, oh for, for, forget that. Forget that. Yeah, forget that. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move I, along. I love how your uh, cane is basically like an old cartoon pirate. Err, scurvy. <laughs> what would you do with a drunken clone? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what would you do with <laughs> Riley just really cute. There's no difference between the two. Like they say, the sins of the father are visited upon the son. Johnny Depp as Kane. <laughs> so take your justice while it's still breathing. <laughs> anyway, and then Kane apparently becomes like has no hair at this point. 
And he says, he blames you for all this, Ben Riley, and one day it will cost you dearly. And uh, anyway, we go back to the past. Kane and Ben confront each other. Kane walks out, who apparently doesn't have any burns on him because he's a badass like that. And uh, Peter knocks him out, knocks Raptor out, and uh, the police come. Peter whips up a quick web mask. Screwball leaves. Kane's gone. And Peter escapes the, the Riley house. And then uh, suddenly, the uh, Riley house looks completely untouched. Apparently, that was the back of the house because the way it was positioned. We have an epilogue with uh, Kane. Andre's house has healing powers at this point. Let, yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, Kane has um, <laughs> is trying to confront Damon because he thinks he can help him. And Damon's like, well, that's a lie. You know. And uh, <laughs> a funny line. Okay. Here he goes. Yeah, if you bulked up a bit. A lot. And da- grew a daddy bear beard. You could be a dead ringer for him. Funny how you girls should put it that way. Why? It's hard to explain. I guess you look. you just look at some people and it makes you think about the path not taken. And that's the end of our rundown of 610. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hello, I'm Batman. In fact, no, wait, I'm the goddamn Batman. And I'm here to tell you about the BatmanUniverse.net, your number one source for all things about, well, me. Check it out at BatmanUniverse.net. That's right, I said it again, BatmanUniverse.net. Our sponsor for the Clone Saga Chronicles podcast. Because, yeah, that makes complete and total fucking sense. And remember, I'm the goddamn Batman. I swear to God that I'll go to that site. Swear to me! Guys, thoughts? Okay, wow. First of all, um... Why would he bring Screwball into this potentially dangerous situation where she would most likely in real life get killed and he would blame himself? That's because, my first complaint. Oh, uh, go ahead. Uh, because, because, remember, he just wants to see some tits. I'm kidding. Right. So is Screwball going to, you know? Um, He's going to be, he, dude, Spider-Man's going to start macking on Screwball. It's going to become like the whole black cat, you know, dynamic, the naughty girl, you know? As for, um... Okay, now that whole thing at the end with Harry and the girls being like, yeah, Kane looks like you. Get it? Get it? Because you guys are clones. He looks like you. Okay, I know that Kane is supposed to be a clone of Peter, but he looks nothing like Peter at this point in time. No. Well, another thing... Peter looks more like Peter. Yeah. <laughs> at this point in time, no, seriously, this, there's a couple complaints. Number one, my complaint with the artwork. Where the freaking hell is Kane's scars? Okay. There's no Plastic scar. surgery. There's no. There's not even. There's no scars in his, in in the flashback. And if this is supposed to take place after retroactive plastic surgery, yeah, retroactive plastic surgery. And if there's if this is supposed to take place after lost years, which which we're led to assume because of the way that story went down. Uh, but wait, I'm sorry, I'm reading way too much into this. But Kane's supposed to have scars. He doesn't have scars in the story really annoys the piss out of me. Okay. I didn't think that there was enough resolution to what happened to uh, Damon's family for a few reasons. If you just skim through it, it looks like that, yeah, they died in the fire like we originally thought. But I guess we're led to believe 
by reading into it that uh, Damon raptured out and didn't realize it and killed them. And that's what Ben was saying. But I don't think that that's entirely clear on the first read. And this no, whole like murder mystery, that. like who killed them, Peter just all of a sudden decides, you know what? I don't think Ben killed them. Okay, that pretty much solves that case. Yeah, I mean, um, it, this honestly, honestly, this seemed like a filler arc because nothing between the last arc and this arc is referenced. Now, they, we may see Kane later on. There's there's uh, some teaser images where we may see Kane in the Gauntlet, which we will hit up in the uh, in the subsequent episodes of Clone Saga Chronicles. But at this point, um, this seemed like a giant filler story. Yeah, so now if they would have said Ryder looks like him, yes, that could have been. Um, Kane kills Ryder, boo hoo hoo. I'm gonna miss him. He was such a promising villain. He had so yeah, yeah, break that guy's neck. And you know what? <laughs> he was pretty much doomed from the moment that he saw that Peter was Spider Man because Oh yeah, another thing, I am surprised he didn't figure out that Peter Parker was Spider Man due to the freaking according to the rules of the mind wipe he would remember everything. Well, he didn't really know anything beforehand, right? So there's nothing for him to remember. Uh, but well, like Civil War. He would remember everything for Civil War. Well, unless, yeah, that's true, yeah. And, unless he wasn't around Google or anything, because as we're led to believe, Peter Parker broke Google. By the way, um, here's another thing about the whole Kane thing. Zach, sure. let's say all of a sudden you were arrested and you were accused of murder and you had a murder trial... Now you were you were cleared of all charges, and it's been a few years since then. But I mean, would the murder trial be something that your friends would you know kind of remember, kind of have in their mind? Well, remember Harry wasn't alive at that point. Yeah, I know, I know. But like, okay, so it's like, okay, yeah, isn't he the guy that like burst into your murder trial? Don't you guys have a? History? But I don't think I don't think they ever mentioned. Did they mention Kane by name? Let me look again because I don't think in they... the, in the uh, well, that's a. Well, while you're looking that, um, because another Kane, oh, no. Kane didn't look like he does now. Uh, back then, no, he doesn't. He looks like Rob Zombie now. <laughs> yeah, Rob, or, uh, Rob Zombie or, Kane. I did like the Ben Peter parallel on the first page. You know, and it paralleled throughout the issue, and it was like, okay, I get it. There's a fire here. There's a fire there. Blah blah blah. Oh, Kane burst in. Screwball burst in. But I love that parallel on the first page. Yeah, and cool. obviously, um, they mentioned the monkeys, so twice. So that was pretty awesome. The monkeys? No, the I, it was the Beatles. I was just being facetious. Beatles. Yes. And Peter has to buy Aunt May new Beatles albums, which this is the perfect time for Peter to do it because the Beatles remasters just came out um, a month ago. Well, there you go. Nice or two, month, two, two months ago right now. So, yeah. So, Peter, it's the perfect time to do it. That could be your uh, her wedding present. Or maybe J.J. Sr. could buy her them because they're pretty expensive. Oh, okay. That's it. I have confirmed it. There is no mention of Kane by name in front of Harry or anybody else. I mean, even if, like, Harry was gone, I would think that, like, even if you hadn't seen your best friend for a while and you came back and got back in touch with them, I would think that the whole fact that they were on trial for murder would be something that you'd eventually find out about. Yeah. Just, you know, just with the way our society is these days. Weren't you, in, weren't you on trial for murder? Yeah, well, it was, I was cleared. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. How did, how did he get, come to think of it? I mean, how did he get a job at the school in JMS's run? <laughs> Weren't you on trial for murder? Well, we really need teachers. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if, if you were if you were acquitted, you were innocent, right? Yeah, he's. Yeah, it wasn't like he was. Mur- he was a murderer. I know, but like even then, like it's just like that's one of those things that you would think that it would. And and that's not a complaint about the current direction as much as it is like you know Peter basically it, as a complaint about uh, the lack of editorial dictation. Well, it, even Flash Thompson was like accused of being the hobgoblin, and that's like never mentioned anymore. And yeah. that's like a pretty big deal. That would be like me being accused of being like in a terrorist group or something. Yeah, and then like all of a sudden, like it's like your your name's actually secretly Ahmed, and you're the dead. And you know, I kill you. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so Gerard, Gerard, uh, what's your thoughts? Oh, uh, the, the downward slide of this art continues. Uh, it was, you know, the art-wise, it was pretty nice. You know, had a lot of good action scenes and stuff. And but, I mean, really, the, the, this arc has had such lame villains. I mean, between Raptor and his idiocy, and then you know, Screwball busting in the window. I mean, how did she survive in a burning house for more than like three minutes? I mean, you know, the smoke inhalation alone would have just killed her. But then, how did wait, wait, wait? How did Harry survive? Oh, wait, because Harry's got goblin juice. <laughs> wait, but wait, 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 wait. How how did the cousins survive? Because uh, because of their sexiness. Oh <laughs> Isn't Harry oh, dating on those cousins? That hasn't been mentioned in a little while. Uh, yeah, in five issues. Yeah. But then, I mean. And let's not even mention the Rileys, because where the hell are the rest of them other than the cousins? I mean, they're all living there, right? Yeah. So if the hell are the ones? Can I? I can't do a Boston accent. <laughs> please don't. I'm a I'm a New York Yankees guy. Please please don't. Uh, but um. Well, I hate I hate the Red Sox just as much as I hate the Yankees. So. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm an equal opportunity hater. <laughs> but Sorry. but anyway. So, Okay, so then, you know, the finale of the issue was really kind of a letdown. I mean, the, he wins, he beats uh, Raptor way too easily. I mean, he just smacks him around for, like, a page, and then the guy's knocked out. I was like, damn, you didn't put up a better fight than that? Yeah. So I already mentioned about the Rileys just vanishing, and then after the whole, you know, fire is put out or whatever, and then we see in the in the epilogue to the issue, it house doesn't look like it really got damaged all that badly, right? I mean, <laughs> On fire for like half an hour. I, I, I mentioned I mentioned I mentioned that in the in the uh, rundown. It's like it's like it's like uh, I the think it has healing properties, or or it has adamantium, one or the other. You know, I, this has been reinforced with adamantium. They look like it, it has cracks painted on it. You know? Yeah, the little cracks, little subtle cracks, and bam! Like wow, they have those like people from like uh, Habitat for Humanity who like build a house in a day come over. No, no, no! It's not. It's not a Habitat for Humanity. It's it's the Extreme Home Makeover. Because you, you had your house, you know, you were home to to nice, kindly old supervillains. You had an old person's home in your house. You had your house burned down by an insane molten man. Now you've had your house burned down by an insane raptor guy with a big um, hobo that's about six eight and uh, is kicking Peter's ass for no reason and throws him through a wall. Is any insurance company even going to touch Aunt May at this point? I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Never mind her heart attacks. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she's going to she's, she's gonna need Obama's health insurance because she can't get on private insurance. 
You're dropping me from the plan. Look, May, I mean, <laughs> you've had 27 heart attacks, three strokes. You, you, your house is constantly on fire. You, you, you attract homicidal maniacs. Peter, <laughs> your nephew has cashed in your life insurance policy twice. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> And and for some re- and for and for some reason we have records here that uh that we were insuring your nephew and niece as a married couple, but there is no record of them ever being married. That's insurance fraud right there. <laughs> You're going to jail. Damn it. Peter <laughs> Peter <laughs> Oh jeez. I might leave this in. <laughs> yeah, you gotta leave that in. Um all right, all right, but okay, one, okay. Thing, all right, one thing we do have to- <laughs> Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> This Friends, out- this oh, is why we need free health care, so women like May Parker don't oh. have to have heart attacks. Hey, that's, that's Obama's next etch. Anyway, um, well, continue yeah, what you're saying, Gerard. That's about all I have to say specifically about this issue, But I, I, except for one thing that we have to talk about. Kane tells Ryder that Peter is the clone of Ben. What? Okay, okay. Remember, at this point... Kane doesn't. Well, wait. He does. Web of Spider-Man number one. He knows that Peter's the real deal. Uh, Kane's tripping balls in that issue. Well, (laughs) remind me again, Bertoni. Redemption. Spider-Man Redemption. Did he find? Did what? They didn't. They kind of tweak his redemption. Wouldn't make a difference because uh, I mean, as of Redemption, Peter was still the clone. So technically, Kane never found out, and I always assumed that he found out later behind the scenes. And I was like, "That's gonna fuck with his motivation." I'm almost glad that Kane doesn't know, because that would just totally screw with him even more than the Which, mind. Okay, would. okay. So, so that's okay. Anybody that's the continuity hounds out there, that's not a continuity error. This is something me and Bertoni had debated before, even before we did the show. And and I almost and I'm glad you brought that up, Gerard, because uh, that's a point that needs to be made. Kane. But- but not. yeah, in Redemption, he did. He he and uh, Ben did kind of make peace with each other. But but my my problem is is why? Okay, if Peter's the clone, if he thinks Peter's a clone, why is he attacking Peter now? That's I think that's probably the bigger bigger stink yeah, about this he issue. Got bored. Well, now, now he's saying that you know whether or not you're the clone, you're the same person as Riley, so I must kill you or something stupid like that. Yeah. Well, that, 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 Riley, okay. Okay. You? Okay. That's that's that doesn't make any sense. And then, <laughs> aren't you aren't you a clone too? Shut up. Well, I hate myself most and, of all. And I would okay. The, the second cover of uh, of this arc was not very good, but the third cover with K- Kane and his crazy eyes and his electric hands because apparently he's electro now because he can because sh- he could shoot shit out of his hands now. Um, and he's got a flawless face due to plastic surgery, as we as we discussed earlier. Retroactive plastic surgery. Um, yeah, that's nice. a really a good. That's really a nice cover, though. I like that cover. It's very kinetic. I like that about the covers. Um, yeah. Graydon's work can be a little stiff, like the second cover. Yeah. But this stuff, I mean, you could just you could feel it moving around on the page. If that makes any sense to you. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it it's very it's very it's action packed. It's oriented. Uh, this was, I mean, some guys are saying, well, this this art could have been done in, in a single issue. I disagree. I think this, the 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 issues moved on in a pretty decent clip. Had they all three come out at once, it would have been even better. But there was a what three week delay, so uh, 
Yeah, and I'll actually forgive them for that because they've been awesome with the schedule since uh, Brand New Day started. Yeah, I mean they've they've had uh, this is the, I think the second yeah uh, book they had to push back, so that's not bad. Uh, and remember 2007, where like everything was late. Yeah, everything in between Civil War and then Jokasaw thought he back could do black. A, back in black, and then Jokasaw thought he could do a weekly book in Good. August. In remember August. when all the parts of of One More Day were supposed to come out in August? I remember that. And instead, they <laughs> they they waited until my birthday to release Part Four, me and Stanley's birthday, because they wanted to shit all over Stan, what Stanley did. Final final book to review this this uh, this edition of the Clone Soccer Chronicles podcast is Web of Spider Man Number One, which uh, I suppose you could call it, it an, a massive acid trip from hell. Now. Uh, According to Dimate- John Mark DiMatteis, who is the best writer of the 90s, is that up for debate, gentlemen? Whoa, you mean just ever of the 90s? That, uh, no, cool. oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. The best Spider-Man writer of the 90s. Well, we, we had the Falco, but... Uh, well, yeah. the, the Falco's run wasn't as strong in the 90s. You though. know what? I'll, I'll give it to him. Okay, so we'll give congratulations. Him congratulations. Now come and accept your award, Mark. Yeah, we would love to have you on the show. Um, so Mark, John Mark DiMatteis comes in, writes this, writes this issue, um, deals with Kane, and it kind of is an introspective of his inward struggle with his disease. Now he's he's he suffered from clone degeneration not since basically, which is a very serious disease, people. Yeah, I mean. Uh, People die from it every day. We need to raise some money for it. Yeah. All donations to the podcast will be put towards funding for research for clone degeneration. Yeah. Help us today. <laughs> okay. Um, Hi, it, my name is Susie, and I have clone degeneration. I was cloned from a goat. <laughs> anyway. I'm I'm Tyler, and I have clone degeneration. We're normal kids like you and me. Okay, I'm done. Okay, yeah, please be. Please end that. <laughs> anyway, so we got uh, we got Kane on a massive acid trip. We we see appearances by Ben Riley, by Peter Parker, by uh, the Jackal. Um, My God, pretty good story. Um, if you've never encountered Kane before, this is a really good story. And, and number one, just to show you that that uh, unlike some writers. Dimatteis actually remembers his own work <laughs> that he's done on this character. Um, we, I mean, we got references to uh, supposedly Louise Kennedy. Yeah, Louise Kennedy. She's also in there. I almost, I almost forgot about her. Uh, Louise Kennedy in Salt Lake City is in there. Um, Bertoni, what's your thoughts on this issue? I liked it. I, you know, not sure about the acid trip. I mean, again, with J.M. Dimatteis, you pretty much know what you're going to get, and it's, you know, sympathy for the villain and them going through their motivation. But you know what? He connects you to the villains in a way that no one else does. And with Kane being gone for so long, I think that that was really important. And I liked, I liked that we saw Louise Kennedy. And um, I did a call-in show for another podcast recently, and I was talking about supporting players who haven't been around the while. They said. And um, some guy named Mike was saying, yeah, but sometimes the only point of having them is just to say, hey, I remember who these people are, too. Which, so, I guess that's kind of like what this was, but I was like, cool. Yeah, Louise I, Kennedy, I remember her. Now, now let's, awesome. talk, let's talk about Louise Kennedy for the readers that are completely new to the Clone Saga. Louise Kennedy was the murdered police officer in Salt Lake City that Kane ended up murdering. 
Um, it also directly led into a, the story arc that we haven't covered yet, but we'll cover here, here in about, what, three or four months? Uh, the trial of Peter Parker. The trial of Peter Parker. Now, th- this story arc dealt with that Jacob Raven was was the partner of Louise Kennedy. Jacob um, hunts down Peter Parker because he finds fingerprints at the scene. Now, those fingerprints are of Kane, and the and and uh, he thinks he's a serial killer who gets a, who, who gets off on horribly scarring his victims in the face. Now, Kane. One of Kane's powers is, instead of having the ability to stick to walls, his clone degeneration has created it to where he has he leaves a horrible scar on people's faces. He burns a scar into their face, uh, which, again, wasn't in the issue of Six Ten. If you look closely, um, of course, you know. Remember, Norman Osborn's uh, heavy breathing and his scar. Uh, you know, don't uh, mysteriously disappear too. So, uh, wait, have we seen Norman without a shirt on and no scar recently? Yeah, in uh, Dark Avengers number ten. Oh, yeah, no scar. There was no, no scar. scar. There was no scar. Apparently, scars magically heal in the Marvel. Okay, so we got Louise Kennedy. Uh, we got uh, Ben Riley in the original Spider-Man suit, which made very little sense. A suit. Well. Because he thinks that Ben Riley was the person who wore it before 149. Sure. I guess so. We got uh, Ben Riley in the suit because apparently he believes that he was in the suit before 149. Um, which kind of makes sense, I guess. And uh, the mullet. The uh, Billy Ray Cyrus mullet makes a return. <laughs> I hated that guy. I hated that freaking that freaking look on Peter. It's awful. Uh, Gerard, what's your thoughts? Uh, I like this, this story a lot. Um, great art. I know a lot of people have sort of complained about the job that Val Simex did on this issue, but I, I liked it a lot. Uh, the writing was this typical Dematis. You know, you have the Dematis. introspective or whatever. You know, why <laughs> not over that, man? <laughs> yeah, I always uh, call them Dematis too. Don't worry. Until until Brad Douglas interviewed him, I uh, <laughs> I called him Dematis for so long. So it's it's Dematis. Let's get it right. All right, Demetrius. Um, very solidly written. You know, it's typical of his story that he would be having an introspective look at a particular villain, but you know, it, it's not old. It doesn't didn't feel that way at least. It was good to it was good to explore the character a bit more. The only thing I didn't like about the issue, or or this part of the issue, I should say, because there were other stories in it that I guess we're not going to cover. Yeah. Uh, where is Kane and who's holding him? Okay, now uh, to kind of answer the question. Um, I believe this is supposed to take place after Redemption. Because according to DiMatteis in interviews, that's where he was going to set the issue. Now, remember, he was captured, in, or he turned himself in, in in the end of Redemption. This supposedly takes place during after Redemption, and then he busts out. In Thunderbolts. So, in Thunderbolts. We see that one one-off appearance of Kane in Amazing Spider-Man, I believe number 236, or 236, 436. And then after that, he's not seen again until this issue. Um, so, in continuity, he is, this is after Redemption. 
I just assumed that this was he got recaptured somewhere down the line after that uh, fight with the Scryers. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at it from the if it is at, if it's set after Redemption, it makes complete sense. So that's how I looked at it. Okay. Well, I I wasn't so familiar with that part of the background. I assumed it was fairly recent, no, like the recent past, rather than yeah. That part back. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 pretty far back because I mean, which kind of, which 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 helps and hurts a little bit because the good thing is we haven't seen the character we've only seen the character make two appearances since Redemption, so that kind of that kind of is a saving grace. So it, if you think about it, if it's set before Redemption, and this actually kind of kills lots of fans' theories that uh, there was a popular web theory going around that Kane was um, in Egypt along the Nile River with Baby May. Yeah. That actually started because it's assumed that that's who he was rescuing from the Scryers, and that was the theory, and that was confirmed in the Spider-Girl continuity. And everyone was like, oh, well, we're just in denial. And then the denial joke became Kane's on the Nile with Baby May. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, kill, kill, Kane luck. But, but more confusion, though, because, all right, in the, I'm looking at the page right now. All right, so he's in his uh, sort of meth high flashback thingy. Get your and, logic uh, away from this podcast. It has right, no place. So, so he sees Peter's manifestation or ghost or whatever, and Peter says, and I quote, not just yet, Kane. You were born from my cell. That's my DNA inside you. I still have my say. And then later on, in, uh, I think later in that conversation, he goes, um, and I know you've got courage, Kane, because I gave it to you. So that tells me that somewhere in his life, Kane knows that Peter's the real deal and Ben is a clone, right? Maybe he was just looking at that Peter as Ben, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean... This is really, really a cluster park, man. <laughs> well, wait, I mean... Wait, wait till we get to maximum clonage and beyond. It's going to be cluster. <laughs> yeah. Well, this wasn't a perfect... I mean, okay, continuity hounds are going to are gonna try to nitpick this thing apart. Uh, as, as a story by itself, I give this issue pretty high grade. So, um, okay, we we really haven't. Oh, let's let's run down our grades and let's start to wrap this thing up, guys. Because we've uh, unless you guys get any more parting thoughts on on Webov, I'll give Webov an A. Um, JMD Mateus, he's cool. Um, this didn't have some of the complaints and rants that I have, and I know that it sounds biased. I'm giving the old school writer an A, and I gave the new stuff lower grades. But you know what? It deserved it. Yeah, this was it a really, really I mean, this was a really engrossing story where I never felt engrossed with the, the character of Raptor. It, you know, um, I'm going to also give this issue an A. Uh, well, this story an A. We'll yeah. say that. Um, Gerard, what's your what's your grade? Uh, the story I'll give a A minus. Okay, A minus. Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay. The art was a little. I like this issue number one because it really kind of caught you up with what Kane was going through. Um, Kane Kane's a very interesting character and a woefully underdeveloped character in some aspects. Number one, um, after because I mean he kind of served his purpose after after maximum clonage and all that stuff. He kind of fades away in, in the background. He comes back in uh, Return of Kane, which was really a non a non issue. Uh, they had the awful, great game storyline that ran through that book, but uh, oh, um, yeah, that was not one of Defalco's best ideas. Other than that, we really haven't seen a whole lot of Kane. Just as a clone fan, 
to see these elements coming back into Amazing Spider-Man and being used as stories. I, I that you I mean for, a for effort um, from the uh, webheads and Steve Wacker. Uh, I want to give a personal shout out to him for coordinating this all together. And uh, apparently, Guggenheim's a fan of the '90s, so uh, thanks for keeping us '90s fans interested. I know there's a lot of guys that actually picked up this this arc that didn't wouldn't normally pick up Amazing. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention: uh, the sales figures for the first two issues are out, and uh, didn't the uh, issue do fairly well? Gerard, you're you're more in tune with that than I am. Six oh eight, I think, cracked the top ten for the month, which is the first I time think I it was nine or ten. Which is the Wacker first. personally apologized for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. He yeah, said he'll, uh, try, think, he'll, he'll try harder to get lower next time. <laughs> and I think Webb uh, cracked the top 20 also. Yeah, which well, is, I like Wacker's sense of humor, by the way. Just a little offside. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, so, it, it, when he doesn't take it too far. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I liked it in that case. In that case, he's such a smartass. It's great. Um, um, but uh, congratulations to the Webheads. This is the first time they've been in the top 10 in several months. Uh, is it really? Yeah, they've been in the top. They've been kind of mired in the top, top fifteen, but they in, in the, the lower part of top, the top fifteen. In the midst of Blackest Night, too. So, yeah, I mean, so you got a really, uh, a really strong, a really strong story on that. So we'll we'll, we'll also we'll talk about the sales of six oh nine, or I'm sorry, six ten, uh, in the next edition, or probably not this next edition, but the next, following edition when we get the sales figures in. We'll hit that up and we'll talk about that. But uh, that about does it. I, I, I sorry, I had to jump in for a second, but it kind of makes it curious when you think about it, though. I mean, Web Number One sold well, Amazing Six Hundred Eight sold well, but why didn't the Clone Saga mini sell as well? I mean, similar subject matter, right? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, I think because it's a mini, you got a lot of guys. They've put it, they produced so many minis over the past couple of years that uh, if you pick up a miniseries with Marvel these days, you never know what you're going to get. It's going to be a mixed bag. And uh, I think there's a lot of guys that are probably waiting for the trade. I'll, I'll be more symbiotes. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll find – I mean the trade uh, – I'll be very interested to see what the trade numbers are. And uh, we'll, what, we'll, what we'll do once we get the trade – once all the issues come out and we get the trade numbers as well, we'll post an article on Spidey.com and we'll – kind of talk about that more in depth and we might hit that up in, a, in another topic too when the trade comes out and we have a, a month with the trades arc as a whole <laughs> I'm going to say D I really want to give it an F and the most of the reason why it's a D Raptor, just Raptor yeah, what about you Gerard? well individually I gave him a B, a C plus and a C minus so I guess that averages out to like around like a C plus ish Kind of I think it's just a straight C. Okay. We'll say okay. Gerard has a straight C. We got a D minus from from Bertoni. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna have to give it a C. I mean, um, and the and the reason being is because Raptor's not that engaging. Even Kane and Ben Riley references can't you can't bring that grade up. I mean, if there was no Kane or or Ben Riley, this would be a straight F. Um, so. I mean, it's it saved it from being a total colossal failure. I mean, Kane, Ben Riley, good in my book. Uh, Guggenheim, this this arc started off so good, and uh, just just kind of fizzled out. You know, and Harry's not a non-factor. The Rileys are kind of an afterthought. It just it 
some of the some of the scripting was bad. I, it, you know, so I mean, pretty pretty average average month. There's nothing that completely jumps out at me. Um, I like the references to Ben. Like I say, I like the references to Kane and Ben Riley, but but that 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 can't save when you have a bad a bad villain. And I think you guys will agree with me on this. When you have when you have a woefully underdeveloped villain or a villain that doesn't have very good motivation or a complete uninteresting villain, it really brings down a book. And uh, I feel, and I feel like that's what happened here. And then but, you throw Screwball into the mix, and it just uh, yeah. <laughs> it tracks down even further. You know, I actually like, like the character of Screwball, though, like and the concept. I just don't like how it's carried out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, uh, Screwball was fine. I wasn't really annoyed with Screwball as some of it's the just others were. How she was used. Yeah, how she was used was not very good. And she just kind of she's kind of like this like this this she's she's like she's on meth, man. She's like jumping around and shit. Like, she, it, it's it's parkour though. She's supposed to be. Do you know what parkour is? I have no fucking clue. It's me, parkour, parkour. This is parkour, internet sensation of 2004, and it was in one of the Bond films. It's pretty impressive. The goal is to get from point A to point B as creatively as possible. So technically, they are doing parkour as long as point A is delusion and point B is the hospital. That's why she said the parkour luck and um. The paparazzi arc. I tried to forget that because that was such a bad, bad pun. <laughs> thank yuck, you, yuck, thank you, yuck. thank you. I was trying to hit the delete button in my mind, but you just brought it back. You just, you just Windows restored me. Are you, you sure you want to delete this bad joke? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And don't forget, you can call us on our audio commentary line, area code two zero six three three nine five five seven zero. Oh, or I'll kill you. That remi- that reminds me actually. Dude, what the oh. fuck, man? Really? Hey, oh. hey, 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 hey. I only shot him in the head. <laughs> in the head. You just you killed a puppy on my show, dude. Hey, Th- that's hey, not cool. This is, this is comics. The puppy no, no, no. We, we brought back without an explanation next week. Do you realize I'm going to have PETA on my ass? Thank you. I'm going to have like PETA people marching down my street saying I'm I'm like a I'm like a hate monger towards PETA animals. should have left a message on the audio line which is 206-339-5570 if they wanted the puppy to live. Dude. So I, PETA? I, I I'm so disappointed with you. In fact, I'm so disappointed. I'm just going to wrap the show up now. We have more stuff that we're going to talk about. But you know what? I'm just going to wrap the show up now because 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 you, you've hurt my feelings so bad. I think I'm going to cry. Yeah. You made Gerard cry. You made me... You made I'm going to be excessively hey, hey. more violent now. Next week, if, if nobody doesn't call the audio line by the next show, I mean, what's the next step? I mean, I shot a puppy. He, he's going to come over and slit, my, slit his wrists and play in traffic. Okay. I will uh, steal the lollipop of a small child. Oh, oh, oh! I know, I I know what the kids will hate. I will murder Hannah Montana on the next podcast. Dude, there is- dude, I, I don't think you should say that too loud because you might actually have people coming, you know, listening. And <laughs> that- anywhere her her name is said, Disney knows. You're gonna have Disney lawyers being like, "You can't talk about Spider-Man anymore. We own her. We own him, and we own Man Montana." Ha ha! Fuck you. Anyway, I'm Zach. Peter, I set up a date for you with a new girl. 
God. Aunt May, is, Aunt May, isn't she a little young? What's the matter, Peter? You're only 21, and she's almost 18. Okay, and uh, after after all that stuff going on, uh, we're going to wrap this show up. I'm Zach Joyner, webmaster of Spidey.com, which is actually up for the first time. Uh, no, 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 seriously, it really is up. I'm, I'm not lying this time. I swear. Well, why is next week where it'll be offline? Yeah, join us next week where we'll be offline. Um, become a fan of us on Facebook, where you can follow us, and we'll uh, we'll post updates anytime we have anything going on, like uh, Bertoni, myself, Gerard, and Brandon. We'll uh, all three, or all four, because we have the missing the missing link here that's missing. Counting uh, fail. <laughs> Counting fail. Um, and so become a fan of us. We'll, we'll have updates on there. We'll also uh, eventually have the Twitter feed up on Spidey.com as well, so you can follow me on Twitter. Che- be sure to check out the cl- review of Clone Saga number two, which will be out uh, on the SpiderManCrawlSpace.com. We'll be back ne- next episode with Back from the Edge and Exile Returns parts th- parts three and parts four. Uh, and we'll be resuming our regularly scheduled programming. Be sure to hear uh, Gerard Delatour's thoughts on Spidey.com uh, with his reviews. Also, don't forget to click on Pick the Day. Thanks to Bertoni. And we're looking to tweak the front page a little bit. Uh, if you were on this, uh, m- Monday afternoon, I actually had it up for a little while. Uh, we're going to be tweaking with that a little bit, and we'll have a little bit of different designs on the, on the front page, so check that out. Uh, leave comments on Spidey.com or uh, the Crawl Space message board uh, section that's reserved for Spidey.com. Or... You can uh, leave us a comment on our iTunes reviews, which we don't have any new ones. So, please, leave us some comments. And also, leave... Yeah, we're running out of animals to murder. <laughs> leave a comment, a voicemail, the com voicemail line, which the number is... 206-339-5570. Thank you, Bertoni, for that, uh, for that phone number. Remember to check it out again. Check, check us out next time. Until next time, true believers, Excelsior. Stanley, please don't sue me. try that again <laughs> if we decide to do an unedited show again ever this will this one will start with a bang <laughs> i know all right going down in three two Tony, you get you want to get us started on the rundown oh i thought you said you were doing the rundown this time yeah uh, well you do actually no i'll do the rundown first because okay, I, I totally did not prepare <laughs> okay. okay start over <laughs> okay the, the reception now, Boston. Oh shit! Hang on. Reception? Is that? Is that? I don't think that that was the reception. Not the reception. That was the. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. The rehearsal dinner. My my. Point. I don't even think that was the rehearsal dinner. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty. I'm 90 percent sure it's rehearsal. Oh, 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 open open up the book because you have it in front of you. I don't. But I think uh, it was just like. Well, a I don't get. I I think it was just a pre-engagement party. Are you sure? Okay, I don't have. I'm, that's the one book I don't have in front of me. Yeah, it's an engagement yeah, you, party. Okay, so it's the engagement party, so I was wrong. Okay, so we're at the we had the engagement. This is why I did the rundown on the first episode. 
Okay. <laughs> let's okay. start over. Yeah, let's start over. Okay. All right. Who was he? Who was he? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a really bad promo commercial. <laughs> did you uh, did, did you hear that like who is he thing that I put into the last podcast? Or yeah, yeah, you know what that's from. I'm no. trying to remember. It's actually from your buddy John Lennon. He has a song where at the beginning, like he says, like who is he? Who is he? Who is he? Oh, you are way too into the Beatles. Just saying. Yeah, I did not get that reference at all. So I was actually trying to figure out like what, what was it? What was the relevance? Yeah, yeah, that was. Fun. I'm gonna list that under fail, man. Bertoni, you um, what, 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 wait, I got to get the rundown first. I forgot. I keep I keep wanting to go to you to the rundown because I'm used to that. Um, yeah, if you wanted me to do it, you should. I I, I would have made notes for a rundown, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, Harley and I'm Sam. <laughs> God, you. So there was a you marathon nanny. of that. There was you a marathon. You're such a today. I am, and I make money. Yeah, you bastard. All right, guys. Uh, you got to add uh, Joshua again. You got dropped. The hell? Okay, well, I'm not gonna do the rundown again. I'll just. If not, I'll stop the recording. Because we're at ten minutes anyway. Was everyone dropped or just? Oh, just you. Okay, when you were talking about gratuitous with Michelle is where I last heard you, but... Okay, I, hear you. I finished the rundown. Yeah. I finished the rundown, so... Okay. Um, um, but, being... Now that I've read the full story all the way through, um, we didn't give... Did we give grades last time? No, we haven't given grades for any of these um, amazing issues yet. Okay, let's 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 go down through each issue. Give our give our well, hold on. He he has to give his thoughts on the issue after after, after Ger- Gerard gives his thoughts. And and I and, and I was and I was mid giving thoughts too when we went off on a tangent. I had a few more. Fuck. Let's just start. Let's just start the thoughts over. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Let's not. That that'll be a bitch in editing because okay, we were talking about the the uh, the the Kane looking like and things. So let's go from there to okay. the next. Thought. Yeah, because because Kane Kane just looks like. Uh, yeah. Next Retroactive plastic surgery. Yes. Just one look is worth a that's thousand new- recons. <laughs> that's the new. Uh, that's the new reality show on E. Uh, I, just, I just realized that none of you got that reference because that's a Florida-based company that has that jingle. Yeah. There's 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 a Florida cosmetic surgery thing where they say just one look is worth a thousand words. Who's happy? Who who is who's breathing so hard? I heard it. I don't know what that was. Could be me. Could not be. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> everybody, everybody, hold your breath on the count of three, and everyone start breathing. I'm eating Skittles. I'm gonna put my mind on mute while I eat these Skittles. And we're back. okay. What do we got left? Um, I gotta kill the puppy. <laughs> oh god! Goddamn Batman commercial. What was I supposed to do with... Okay, I gotta... I'll, I'll explain to you. Just, you know, just do a commercial from our sponsors, thebatmanuniverse.net. Uh, it's um basically, if you want to know what you need to say to advertise it, like, to describe the site to you, it's basically like um if Brad was to do a Batman site instead, that's what it is. Your comprehensive resource for all things Batman. Hello, I'm Christian Bale, doing the voice of Batman. 
because you're being a small children. And thank God that B dog wasn't here because I mean the poor kid would have been traumatized by all this. I know, right? I mean, killing a puppy on a show. I mean, I mean, how? Ex- I know this is the era of extreme, but dude, really? Yeah, that's two three two three six. I don't. I don't. What? <laughs> I don't. Hey, <laughs> shut up. That's not my best count. All right. No! Where did she go? Mary Jane! Mary Jane!